0: people loved by god happy new year to you we welcome everyone to worship on this first sunday in advent which is the first sunday in the new church year so happy new year Uh, i want to bring your attention to the special insert in your bulletin today that gives you a little bit of background some information about this special christian season of advent also on the reverse side it gives you some just general information about the church year as well and uh, if you look out in the commons area over by the office, there's a little table set up about, uh, uh, with a little bit more information about Advent and the church here, so feel free to peruse that little table, and, and there's some things that if you would like to take, you may do so. For our friends who are worshiping online or on the radio, just a reminder, as I always give you, you can go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find the bulletin for this service under the the Resources tab. Uh, You can follow along with the worship service that way. Uh, There's also options for giving your offering to the Lord under the Give tab. And today, the radio broadcast on KFUO is sponsored by Clara Miller in loving memory of her husband and our good friend, Pastor Orv Miller. I've got a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship today. Uh, Since we are now in the season of Advent, we'll be worshiping the Lord not just on the weekends during Advent, but also on Wednesday evenings. Midweek Advent worship begins this upcoming Wednesday, December 6th. 6.30 6.30 p.m. is when church starts. Uh, there will also be a light supper that is served prior to the service. That starts at 5 down in the gym. There is no charge for that supper, but we will be taking a free will donation in support of missions. Uh, so, so if you would like to give an offering that way, that's fine. Uh, we thank very much the Board of Elders for providing that dinner for these upcoming Wednesday nights. So please join us for dinner and worship Wednesday evenings throughout the season of Advent. And to help you prepare a little bit during this Advent season, there are available for you at the Welcome Center Advent Devotionals. Please go ahead and pick up one for yourself, maybe one for somebody else. Uh, In in fact, that might be a great way to share the Christmas story with somebody else. You, You may use that also as a way to invite somebody to worship, if you would like, because if you open that devotion on the inside cover there are printed uh, the the service times here at Chapel of the Cross, so you can use that in inviting somebody to church with you. Uh, Please pick those up at the Welcome Center. Next Sunday, December 10th, make sure you come to a special choir concert during the worship service time here at 11 o'clock. You'll uh, sure want to join us for that wonderful morning as we enjoy the story of the birth of Christ in song and in music. And then the following Sunday, which is December 17th, the children of our Sunday school will hold their children's Christmas program. That will begin. Uh, that will be during the worship service again. Time again here at 11 o'clock on Sunday the 17th. And if you wish, you may purchase one or more poinsettias to beautify the church during this upcoming Christmas season. There's an announcement with information regarding that in your chapel weekly. But just to call out, so you know, the deadline for purchasing poinsettias is Monday, December 18th one of chapel's ministry which is really a great blessing to the people in our community is helping hands food pantry Uh, more and more people have needed the services that the that the pantry provides and as such our resources have been stretched very very thin especially this ministry year cash donations are greatly needed and greatly appreciated at this time We do have uh, envelopes in our offering boxes. You might have seen those and used those uh, in the past. Those can be used for this. Or you can use just the envelope in the pew rack there in front of you to share a donation with the food pantry. Just mark on it uh, that it's for the food pantry. With those funds, the pantry can purchase food at a discounted rate so that we may continue to help provide food for those in need in our community. If you can help with that, that would be a great blessing, I know. Uh, You may put the donation in the offering plate or you can drop it off at the church office. Also, one of the things that we do every year is we have a, a giving tree out in our commons area, and on that tree are, are ornaments that are not really ornaments, but they're, they're little tags of, of things that are needed uh, that we can give to people uh, as a blessing to them. And this year, those those uh, gifts that we ask people to buy are for the ministry of our friend of mom's. So you'll see things on there like like baby uh, socks and receiving blankets and diapers and things like that. And if you are able, uh, you uh, we ask you to pick some of those things up and bring them back to church unwrapped. We'll have a box for those to to receive those. Just bring them back before December 24th, that Sunday. Thank you very much for your help with that. And one final reminder, our annual Congregational Voters Meeting is going to take place tomorrow night, Monday, December 4th, 6.30 p.m. is when that meeting starts. Please mark that down and plan to attend that important meeting. Our director for this, this weekend is Ryan Cleveland. Ryan is standing up in the balcony. She's working the dials uh, for this service today. She'll be greeting you at the door as you leave worship. Uh, get to know Ryan as one of, the, the, one of those who serve on the board of directors here at chapel. And our elder this, week, this weekend is Jim Crozier. Jim is sitting here. Uh, he's going to greet you also at the door. So get to know Jim as one of your elders at chapel. God's blessings to you as we worship our Lord together. We stand and share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a troubled and penitent sinner, confess to you all of my sins and my iniquities with which I have offended you and for which I justly deserve your punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and repent of them and pray you of your boundless mercy. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Forgive my sins. Give me your Holy Spirit for the amendment of my sinful life, and bring me to life everlasting. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, He gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sing to the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm have worked salvation for Him. Oh, that You would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before You, As fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil, come down to make your name known. One candle is set ablaze as we wait with eager expectation for you, Lord, to come down. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come. God, Judge and King, the whole creation waits for Your coming. Come, Lord Jesus, with Your grace and fill our lives with Your presence. Use all of our time for Your gracious purpose. For You live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
2: The Old Testament reading is from the 64th chapter of Isaiah. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continued to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, And all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and made us waste away because of our sins. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure. O Lord, do not remember our sins forever. O look upon us, we pray, for we are all your people. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Hear us, O shepherd of Israel. You who lead Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Awaken your might, come and save us, Restore us, O God. Make your face shine upon us, that we may be saved. O Lord God Almighty, how long will your anger smolder against the prayers of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears. You have made them drink tears by the bowful. You have made us a source of contention to our neighbors, and our enemies mock us. Restore us, O God Almighty make your face shine upon us, that we may be saved.
2: The epistle is from the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, is faithful. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Please stand for the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 13th chapter. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Lord. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, men will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as the twigs get to tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, You know that it is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert, You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with his assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, O Christ. Christ. You may be seated. At this time, we would like to invite the children to come up for the children's message.
0: Good morning, guys. Great to see you today. Hey, things have kinda of changed in church a little bit, haven't they? Did you notice? No. You didn't? Well, yeah, I did. You did? <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to notice, isn't it? Because there's some really pretty things going on around here. What do you see? Christmas tree. The Christmas tree. Isn't that pretty? Yeah, it's beautiful. And what else do you see? There's a there's a wreath in the back there. You see that and the lights? Yeah, and you, you see the color that's up here all over the place? it's a bluish color isn't it that's and and i'm wearing that too because that's the color of advent that is the color of hope and anticipation that we we think about jesus coming yeah so things have changed and i bet they've kind of changed maybe at your house too a little bit maybe some decorations are going up there too you know those decorations especially here at church all of these decorations kind of remind us of something they they remind us of that jesus is born and they remind us about certain things about jesus so when you look around you 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 look at that tree where is that tree pointing up up to heaven where we're going to be with jesus one day yeah what what color is that tree it's green green is often the color associated with eternal life the wonderful gift that god gives us because we believe in him Yeah. yeah So then, what, what's on the tree? What, what, what is the shiny stuff on the tree? The bright things, the lights, and you see the lights back there, too? Yeah, that helps us to remember that, that, yes, that Jesus says, I am the light of the world, and we are called to be lights of the world, too, sharing our faith about Jesus, right? So um, underneath, uh, we don't have them underneath our tree here. Maybe we should think about doing that, but maybe at your house, under your tree, something gets under there before Christmas, presents gifts yeah and and what does that remind us of does that just remind us man we're going to get some good gifts on christmas not just that right what do gifts always remind us of at christmas time jesus he is the best gift the true gift and all our little gifts that we give to one another even if they're big gifts they all remind us of the best gift the biggest gift who is jesus christ yeah who came to be born for us so i've got one more thing i got a big bag with a little something in it that helps us to remind us about jesus too this is a christmas thing have you seen one of these before <laughs> well, maybe i'll give this one to you but i got to talk about it first okay all right so so this is a candy cane right and this can you believe it or not this can tell us about jesus too so so what colors are on that candy cane red and white Red and white. so the white reminds us of the purity of god how he is sinless for us he did not sin did jesus jesus did not sin at all no it's hot. and then the what was the other color on there red the red reminds us of the blood of jesus that he shed for us as he died on the cross yeah so when you put it like this that that shape reminds us of something about Jesus too the shape of a shepherd's crook did you know that the Bible talks about Jesus as the good Shepherd how he leads us and how he guides us yeah like a staff yep but then you turn it over and what is that what is that letter it's a J and that's a, it stands for Jesus that's right so that this little piece of candy can tell us a lot about Jesus You want to keep that i'm going to give it to you right now okay don't eat that though though until you get to mom and dad right okay so um but there's there's a little poem that i'm gonna that i'm gonna give each of you i'll give each of you one of those so don't worry and i'll give you a little poem and this is what the poem says listen to this it says look at the candy cane what do you see stripes that are red like the blood shed for me white is for my savior who is sinless and pure J is for Jesus, my Lord, that's for sure. Turn it around and a staff you will see. Jesus, my shepherd, was born for me. Can you guys pray with me? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to earth to to be born for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We continue our worship by singing our following hymn. And guys, you can come up and grab one of these. mercy and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ amen listen again to select verses from that Old Testament reading appointed for this day from Isaiah 64 oh that you would rend the heavens and come down that the mountains would tremble before you but when we continue to sin you are angry how then can we be saved All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, did you notice it in that, that reading? It's as if Isaiah didn't really know how to feel, didn't really know what to say, didn't really know what to pray for. Because did, did you hear the, the quiet comfort yet? The self righteous indignation? The anger? The fear? The shame? the despair, and the hope. And all of that is just wrapped up in a short two-minute reading. You know, I think most of our, our texts that we read for worship, they're kind of, I think they're pretty straightforward. Most of the time, we've got a good sense of which side we should be standing on, how, how we ought to be feeling. But this text, I think, is a little different. Because you've got this whole palette of different emotions from Isaiah. It's almost as if Isaiah is conflicted, that he doesn't really know how he should feel. And his emotions go from one extreme to another. Which, I think, when you think about it, makes a good deal of sense as we begin this season of Advent. The central fact of Advent is that God is about to burst onto the human scene. Christ is coming. I mean, that's what the word Advent means, it means coming. Jesus is arriving, and he's coming as a little baby born in Bethlehem, yes. But he is also coming, as promised, as king of kings and lord of lords at the end of time. And maybe that causes us to be, like Isaiah, a little conflicted. And we we cry out with Isaiah, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. Come, Lord Jesus. But then perhaps we pause and take a step back and we take a look at ourselves and our failures and our problems and our sin and and we might want to amend our prayer. (laughs) On second thought, Lord, don't come down. Not yet. Because if you do, then I'm going to be in a whole heap of trouble. So maybe on this first Sunday of Advent, Isaiah's conflicted prayer to God makes a little bit of sense to us. He begins really in a fiery way, doesn't he? Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. You can hear it. Isaiah had had it. he had enough of the God-haters and the Messiah-mockers and the immoral and the greedy and the violent it's almost as if he remembers the confession of the psalmist in Psalm 97. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. Yeah, that's what we need right now, God. We need you to rend the heavens. Rip them apart. Just shred the skies, God. Drop down on earth right in front of your enemies and get them good. Make them tremble and melt like wax. Make them pay. That is a prayer that perhaps we could pray too, isn't it? Because it's not just in Isaiah's day when God's will is mocked and disregarded, where there is injustice and and cruelty, where the word of God is ignored, where the word of God is ridiculed. And you got to wonder, you got to ask, how does God put up with that? How does God put up with the wickedness, with the evil in this world? And why does he make us, his people, put up with it too? And perhaps we get a little self-righteous about it all. I mean, after all, we're the good ones, right? We are the faithful. We are the believing. We are the trustworthy. At least, we're better than all those other God-hating, Bible-mocking, Christ-denying rascals out there somewhere. Oh, God, that you would rend the heavens and come down. But then suddenly, in the middle of his prayer, I mean, right right there in verse 5, it seems like a thought occurs to Isaiah. It dawns on him, perhaps to his horror, that he is part of the problem his world just crashes down as he realizes that the very thing that he professes to hate he is and so in this great moment of self-awareness isaiah suddenly changes his tune almost as if to say you know what on second thought lord you don't have to come don't don't rend those heavens don't arrive here among us cuz if you do then we're going to be in a lot of trouble Listen to his change of tune in verses 5 and 6. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continue to sin against you, you are angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Oh, you know, we we see all the problems and the evil and the injustice around us. And and we grumble and complain and we shake our heads at it. But we are part of the problem. And like Isaiah, we realize that we can't just point at everybody else and say, well, you know, if only God would get rid of all those rascals out there, these rotten people around us, our world would be a much better place. Because, as Isaiah says, we continue to sin against you. All of us have become like one who is unclean. All our righteous acts are like filthy rags. How fitting that Isaiah describes us in this passage as clay. Do you hear that? He, he is led to the only place where he can find any kind of hope. And he proclaims, yet you, O Lord, are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We're all the work of your hand. We are the clay. But you know, talk to any potter, talk to anybody who, who has worked with clay, and they will tell you the clay needs to be malleable. It needs to be able to be, be formed, be changed. Clay needs to be free from imperfections and, and those little rocks and lumps in it. But we are the clay and we are far from perfect. We have debris and lumps and problems. We are resistant to being shaped. We are resistant to being formed. In other words, this clay that clay studio now he's not just not just any run-of-the-mill potter he is an artist a master sculptor and he's he's ready to apply his craft and his skill and his talents to the clay but but as he he picks up the clay he quickly finds out that that lump of clay it is unyielding it is rough around the edges It does not give in to the master's hands and his attempts to shape it. So, after several unsuccessful attempts to give shape to that clay, the master's fed up, tosses it aside, leaves the studio. God is the potter, God's people are the clay. But God's people are clay with issues. A sinful people. And the potter is not happy. Isaiah says, all of us have become like one who is unclean. All of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. But he could just as well have said, all of us have become like a piece of unclean clay. All of our righteous acts are like a polluted lump of mud. So, like stiff and polluted clay, God's stiff-necked people are unresponsive, rebellious, fighting against God's purpose for their lives. The potter's left the studio frustrated and angry, his face hiding from the clay, Isaiah says. But what is that clay without the potter? Well, it's nothing, really. It serves absolutely no purpose. It cannot be shaped for any purpose. It just sits there with its issues. Sits there with its impurities, with its rocks and its lumps. And that is the sad picture of life without God. The clay is this material with so much potential, and yet, yet it is all alone there in the dark corner of the potter's studio. It's what Isaiah describes here in the text. The people are unresponsive to the Father. They're no longer calling to him. So the Father leaves them alone, hides his face from them, no longer shapes them, but he leaves them to their own devices, in their own sins. They remain clay with issues. But the story does not end there. God does not want that story to end there. Because it turns out that God is relentless in his pursuit of the sinful and rebellious people of his. He he cannot help but to be their creator, their loving father who has called them to be his children. He has shown his love for his people. His steadfast love endures forever. And he has shown his love to you especially through the gift of his coming son, Jesus Christ. He was shaped to be our savior, even to death on a cross, so that our sins would be forgiven, so that our relationship with our God would be restored. We might have issues, but we are still God's precious children. And God shows very clearly that he is not done working with that clay, working with you and me. He can't help but to be the potter. I mean, it is who he is. He is the divine artist, always working, always shaping, forming, molding. God calls his people to repentance. And we acknowledge our need for the potter. And through the Spirit's work, we become responsive once again to God's word, malleable, formable to God's touch. And we respond to God's grace with a new song, Oh, Lord, you are our father. We're the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. And so we are. The potter has entered the studio again, and he's picked up that clay from the floor, that clay with all the tiny rocks and lumps and imperfection in it, that clay that has issues, and he happily goes to work on shaping that clay once again for his purpose. See, we might be clay with issues, but we are God's clay. We are God's precious children. We have a father who loves us, who cares for us. We are his handiwork, fearfully and wonderfully made. And like the master sculptor and artist that he is, the father wants to work on those rough edges of our lives he wants to take away those little rocks and lumps as they appear and he wants to polish us into his finished product so that we reflect in our lives to this world our lord and our savior jesus christ through the divine potter's work in our lives we are made new The Apostle Paul puts it this way. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. We are made new, reshaped, reformed, remade by him. So that we are ready. Especially during this Advent season. We are ready to receive our king who came as a little baby in Bethlehem. We are ready to receive our Savior as he comes at the end of time. And we are ready to meet our maker, the expert potter. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as together we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. You'll find that on page 10 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. Let us pray
1: for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Once you came among us, Lord Jesus, and because of your coming, the darkness of our world shone with the brightness of your saving glory. Help us to shine with your light today and open our hearts to your grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. From your coming as Savior, We learn to trust in your mercy, and to be prepared, and to welcome you when you come as Lord of all. Help us remain faithful to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for courage that we may not fear, for wisdom that we may know what we are to do, and for faith that we may not depart from the way that leads, to eternal, that leads to eternal life. Lord, in Your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who govern us in this and every place, that they may be faithful stewards of Your grace and do what is right in Your sight. Lord, in Your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our church for all church workers and lay leaders and each of us gathered here, that we may boldly follow your command and commission to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Make your presence known to all missionaries and evangelists who serve at home and abroad. We especially remember those who serve with our mission partners, Lutheran Bible Translators, Lutheran Association of Missionaries and Pilots, and Helping Heads Food Pantry lead, guide, protect, empower, and bless them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all who are ill and in need of your healing. We especially remember this morning those who are hospitalized, those recovering from recent surgery, and those struggling with illnesses or infirmity including John Simon, Ernan Schroeder, Cheryl Bush, Karen Hornig, John Linton, and Patricia Miano, and also Linda Edgington and Cheryl Imkey. Heavenly Father, give them grace and grant them healing in accordance with your good and gracious will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Come, Thou long-expected Jesus, born to set Thy people free. From our fears and sins, release us. Let us find our rest in Thee. Israel, strength and consolation, hope of all the earth Thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Lord, in Your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated for the offering. Please stand for the offertory. Blessed, Lord, you have given us your holy scriptures for our learning. May we so hear them, read, learn, and take them to heart, that being strengthened and comforted by your holy word, we may cling to the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. We remain standing as we proceed with our recessional hymn.